When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ryan Safi. Rana Glickman. This Baby, is it. it's cold outside. Oh, you're not kidding. Oh my I God. I really can't stay. I have got hey, no baby, choice it's... but to stay. Yeah. Rana, you know what? I would like to do the baby it's cold outside to you. And by that, I mean, Excuse I want to come warm you up and you won't even let me in. It is crazy out there. We got about a two foot dump. And then it turned to slush and then it turned to snow and then it turned to, I mean, it has been absolutely monstrous out there. I will say this about Marblehead at the very least, like the one thing I can give it in yeah. the plus column yeah. is it doesn't turn into that like Manhattan snow where it snows and it's so pretty. And then 10 seconds later, you're like, this is disgusting. Dirt. Dirt. Yes. What Dirt. is There's- under the, what frozen ratsicles am I going to find under this snow? Correct. Yeah. It's that's just the a Manhattan white, walk. but it's so quiet. It's so extra quiet when that happens. I, I can barely yeah. hear myself think. The silence is deafening. And, Manha- and uh, Marblehead is so picturesque that, you know, you just, you really do get that postcard New England look. When the I'm snow surprised falls. the suicide rate isn't higher, if I'm being honest. Huh. But it's beautiful. It's wow. absolutely beautiful, but it's just that, very quiet. That, you should definitely bring that up at the next town meeting because I think you'll, you'll make a lot of friends. Maybe I will, Rana. This weekend coming up is our big live show, Brian. Oh. And M. have we been in the lab on this one? There's a lot of fun surprises. I mean, this is chock full of surprises, games, obviously advice. Yeah. Special appearances. But it's a show. It's not, oh, not it's- a show. It's not not a show. It's yeah. an S H O W show. Yeah, this we, is like we had a terrific poster and uh, artwork last week from Rob Harper Design. Excuse Rob me, Rob Harper Design. I have to tell you that the, honestly, Rana, it looks like we're about to do a show in Vegas. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Those were our two posters, like when you go to the theater and they have the individuals, and then yes. they have the marquee, and then they have each individual performer has their poster. And there's, and there's like a quote for you and a quote for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the entire poster says like the ensemble's dazzling. Five so, stars, five stars only. It's five stars. And only. how dare exactly. he use that those Andre champagne bottles as though I had ever tried Andre champagne in my I, whole life. Rana, I offered to bring you over some. Yes, and I have offered to let you keep it. <laughs> well, 
That's fine with me. But I hope people are going to make the Negranas. AskGranalive.com if you haven't gotten your tickets. Oh, this is the moment. And also, you can buy the gorgeous T-shirt, the event T-shirt, which is so so cute. Explain to people what this shirt is. This shirt, I want to say this. I'll give you a little hint. It's a left-hander stream. (laughs) It's a left-hand fantasy shirt, for sure. It's very, very chic, and it leans... To the left. To the left. I mean, it's yeah. a regular T-shirt, but it has a little. It's a pocket tee. It's a. We have been waiting for a pocket tee for a very long time. It's a pocket and it's exclusive. And then it has the date of the show on the left sleeve. Two thirteen twenty one. With cute little hats separating it, which I love. It's like Comte de Garcon, but funnier and cute. Very simple, but very chic and very cute. Mm-hmm. And people should get the hands on that if they haven't already. That's it. Also at askronalive.com. Correct. You uh, can also get meats and greets, not like deli meats. I thought you meant ma- de- deli meats. I'm also going to be selling <laughs> hamoni barico. <laughs> Are you going to come slice that whole leg? Do you do of that? Of course. I, yes, of yeah. course. And then- If you could if have that in your kitchen, would you? Just a leg that you could slice off No, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. But you know, they do sell the entire leg for yeah. like six, five, $600. They also sell it at Costco, apparently. You're you can kidding. get a whole Hamon leg. It's probably Serrano, not Ibarico, but you can Did get you it at leave Costco. It out? You may as well. It's just because it's like totally salted, it's just right? Curing, yeah. It's just sitting there. I mean, it was hanging in at somebody's, you know, off somebody's ceiling before it got to you in a cellar. To me, it just feels like Hannibal Lecter. I mean, to have the leg, to out. have an actual animal leg waiting there to be eaten off of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I and know. also, like, I love the look of those slices that they slice them on. A gorgeous, oh, yeah, gorgeous deli slicer. Oh, I wish we were in Spain, Rana. Oh, there's so many places. We'd Looking be nice in those to windows be. with all the, you know, hanging meat hanging. Yes. Yeah, all the hanging meat. <laughs> all the hang, Rana. That really revs me up. <laughs> <laughs> hanging food, drying hanging food, food, hanging herbs. You know that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, but instead, we will be with all of our Valentines in the Carriage House this Saturday. And again, you can sign up for a meet and greet with either Rana or me. I hate to tell you, Rana is sold out, well, which I predict. You want to meet Walt predict- Disney or you want to meet Mickey Mouse? I'm Mickey Mouse. Absolutely not, Rana. I'm Mickey Mouse. You're Walt Disney. I'm Mickey Mouse. You're Walt Disney. I don't think so, Rana. You you are the brains behind this. Well, I'm surprised anybody then, wants you know to what? meet I'm Walt Minnie. Disney. You- What'd you say? Minnie. I went to Disneyland and Minnie was hitting on my date the whole time. Are you I serious? Believe it. Yeah, I'm t- dead serious. Hitting what was all, she doing? Like All over Mr. Cleveland. She was hitting all over him. She practically sat in his lap at the character breakfast. Because you want to know why, Rana? <laughs> First of all, what were you and Mr. Cleveland doing at the well, character? Just had, the two of you? We had to take his grandchildren to Disneyland. That's oh, why. Oh, I see. Yeah. Minnie Mouse, by the way, because this is the problem. They're, those characters are very flirtatious because they're all, all arms and legs. Over him, dripping all over him. Excuse it's the only me. way they can express themselves. <laughs> it is. Flirtation? Yeah, like Minnie's very flirty. <laughs> and also just her hands have to always be touching and like she has to show off her heels. Yes, well, she could have done that from a few feet away. She didn't have to sit on his lap. Excuse me. Do the character's eyes move? Like, does she bat her lashes as the character? Good question. I don't think the eyelashes bat, but it's a good okay. question. If anything moves on the face, it's only the eyelashes. I feel like Disney yeah. characters, although maybe some Looney Tunes are the only ones 
who like fold their hands like this, but then put them out long and go yes, like, and go like do their and doe knee, eyes. And knee in, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was when we had dinner at Club 33. Ugh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which who yeah. knows if that's going to survive the pandemic, but I got, I don't know where I got in. That's all that matters. And I didn't. Yes. Well, you know, that was, I think, I can't remember where you were that you weren't in California at the time I was in California. Well, I you was here. And I forgot I to was tell you. Here, I can't remember Rana, how it because, went. Uh, I was here, Rana, <laughs> because there was a miscommunication. So I was in Boston. Yeah. Miss. Yeah miscommunication or non-communication, right. something like that. Something like but that. But anyway, it starts at 6 p.m. on the West Coast, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Anybody in any of the time zones going to have to figure out when they're going to see it. And it'll be up for seven days. So if you're one of those people, as I said, either is busy or lives in Australia, you, uh, you can watch it for seven days and then it disappears magically, poof, like a genie back into a bottle. God. And then, by the way, it goes into Disney Vault, Rana. That's right. It'll be in the in the uh, Museum of Television and Radio Archives after that forever for anybody Correct. that needs to watch it. Now, what's going on? We've got a couple of, um, do we have any, any other housekeeping? We certainly have a few comments, excuse me. We have a me. ton of absolutely amazing People reviews. People have started commenting again, which I'm delighted about. And they're almost, a few of them have started following us on Instagram too. Can you believe oh, we any, any thoughts on the Golden Globes, Rana? Wait, oh God. I mean, Golden you, you Globes, haven't really- You know what yeah. someone said to me? They said it was like reading a, mad, a celebrity Mad Libs. <laughs> reading the nominations was like- you know, who have you heard of half these things that they I were know, like Al Pacino's about. nominated for Hunters. Yeah. Well, Kate Hudson's nominated for music. For music. What is music? Apparently, it's a movie Sia made about, and there's some controversy around it because I think it's about the central character, I think, is a girl who is autistic. And I Oy. guess Sia has music in it. And so I guess people are saying that. There's some controversy around how that's handled, I suppose. Okay. That she's and I don't know if- chosen to express the inner life of an autistic person, but people Correct. that actually have autistic family members not happy about it. It's something like story? that, but I had never even heard of it. I didn't yeah. even know Kate Hudson was make, made a movie. No, I didn't know anything about that. Not nominated for best leggings, nominated for best something, acting. That, yeah, not best athleisure wear. Fabletics, not best Fabletics. for best athleisure and I mean, there were a few things that I could remember on, but there were all these things that either never came out or nobody even knew what they were or even ever heard of them. Yep. I mean, there were it's for sure some such a publicity grab, the Golden Globes. And so it there were really a few things. It felt a bit cynical almost. It felt it felt like a joke. And all and also yep. there was some stuff that really should have been nominated that wasn't, but I guess that's all the time. Yeah. And also there was stuff nominated that was like, and what they is didn't that? Nominate like you said. Spike Lee, but his children are the uh, Mr. and Miss Golden Globe. The ambassadors. Globe. Yeah. That's what they're calling them now, the Golden oh. Globe ambassadors. <laughs> Excuse me, the ambassadors. <laughs> they're trying to not make it a joke. Yeah. But then they didn't nominate him. Yeah. What are you gonna do but that for? The best director category, this was cool though. Three out of the five nominees were women, two yeah. were women of color. Yeah. That Which was, is very, very that cool. That was something so, for sure. Yeah. But I don't understand. They're never going to be able to have a party. Do they think they have a party? What are they going to do? And it's also, they put it off anyway. When's it going to be? In February or March? I mean, what's the story? I heard Bruce Valanche say <sighs> that he thought. <laughs> <laughs> of all the words that I knew would come out of your mouth someday, but didn't know I knew. Can I t- <laughs> Can I tell you, Ronna, he would be a fabulous guest on the I'd show. I'd love to have Bruce Valanche on. Let's he work on fa- it. He, I heard him saying something about how- Have you got a name with him? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, we, I've, I've, I've had him. You I've can performed. get to him. I can get to him, but by the way, I think, I think it's a yeah. And it, I think we either one Bruce of us could get to Valanche at gmail.com. I think that's about it. <laughs> but he had a really remarkable suggestion for how to do the Oscars this year, and he said that they should do it. You know, they'll film people separately or whatever, yeah. but they should do it at that fabulous new museum that hasn't opened because apparently oh. it's supposed to be gorgeous. Yeah, and that should be like. You know, you could go through each decade and each sort of exhibit while they're doing, you know, while they're presenting and doing all that stuff. The grand opening. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, all right. Should we do a couple of these reviews? I would absolutely love all to, right. Rana. You're the, well, one of them is a criticism I happen to know, but I'm willing uh, uh, well, to- Well, we're not putting willing, that on the marquee with our pictures. I'm willing to take it. Yeah. Okay. Bearded Spectacles. Five stars only. <laughs> it's Bruce Valanche in disguise. Beard uh, yeah. spectacles. My first podcast discovery of 2021, and I can't even that would believe- be bearded tuxedo t-shirt spectacles. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. My first podcast discovery of 2021, and I can't even believe the physical and emotional response I've experienced since listening. Hmm. If I may quote, excuse me. My partner and I listen after work. Happy hour. I also listen during the day. Currently listening to the most recent episode with Cola Scola. So powerful. On a lighter note, I also listened to the first eight days of Ronica episode today on my earbuds. I'm not tied to a phone. My man needs to be available. So it's a respect thing. Okay. Okay. I, I will say I have means. never understood the joy of ASMA until listening to Ron and Brian speak about products, services, experiences for two hours. Riveted. That is not sarcasm. Delightful guests. Banter. I would not hesitate to send a question if I really wanted their perspective. Please check them out. Fabulous. Oh, well, that's very nice. Oh, my God, Rana. I'm now getting to the criticism. Yes. Well, this is purporting to be a review. It is uh, five stars, so I have to give them credit for that. They gave us the five stars. This is from someone named Grandma National Socialist. Okay. And the subject is Grandma Correction for Ms. Glickman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. ready. All right. Love the now. I happen to know uh, producer Adam feels the exact same way this guy does. So that's how this slipped into the stack. Oh, is Adam like a a grammar policeman? He is. Yeah, a dictator. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's one of those people. Love the show. Found yeah. it only this year and have listened. Oh well. Ah, sorry. Typo in the first sentence. Just Uh-oh. found it. Found Busted. it only this year and have listened to the whole thing in only a few weeks. Listened. Past tense, excuse me. Yeah, now uh, who's who's got the keys to the car? Neglect- <laughs> <laughs> Neglecting nearly all other podcasts. The handsome Brian Safi is as funny as ever. And sometimes I can't tell if his more absurd advice is actually tongue in cheek or dead serious. I can't either. As for Ms. Glickman, her advice is sound, her voice soothing. But for someone who gives readers so much grief for poor grandma and incorrect spelling, I'm surprised Ms. Glickman makes this very common grandma mistake over and over again. Well, you've already I can't even you've already DQ'd yourself, Grandma National Socialist, by making a mistake in the first sentence and not even checking uh and we your need own your work. Your party member card in our hands. It's revoked. That's correct. After between, you always use me, never I. Between you and me, Brian and me, Jordan and me, 
Never under any circumstances is I correct after between. What's a good test? If you can use we, you must use I. If you use us, you must me, you must me. You must use me. Right. Excuse and by the way, me. I feel like we know this and we would write that down. We would write it correctly, but like, yeah, between you and this I, this is how say we that. talk. What do you want me to yeah. say? Yeah. Uh, and also we've addressed this. We have addressed our, or I have addressed my own shortcomings on the podcast before. What can I say? It's a colloquialism. This is the way I speak. Yeah. What do we say between us or between we? Excuse me. I hope Ms. Glickman can correct this simple mistake before she continues to shame letter writers Who for their the grammar hell? and spelling mistakes. I'll be listening. You're, uh, from your Washington Heights fan, kiss, kiss. Well, I like Washington Heights. Well, I do too, but he's got two two mistakes in this letter, so. That's true. That's go true. And also there is a difference screw. in what people- Go, go screw. screw. Go That's scratch. That's what I have to say to that. Go scratch. That's exactly. <laughs> go scratch kitchen. That's what I have to say to that. Go scratch kitchen. Yeah. Okay. You want to hear another yeah, one, Oh, is it a scratch kitchen? I'd love to have dinner there. Absolutely. Oh, it's scratch? Everything, oh, well, then of course. If everything is scratch, I'd love to eat there. Do you have any new scratch recommendations? Well, I've got a couple of scratch recipes I've been meaning to send you. <laughs> it is insane. Scratch Rana told kitchen. me a long time ago, have you noticed <laughs> that everything says scratch kitchen? Yeah. Scratch kitchen. Yeah. From scratch. Meaning what? You didn't microwave it? Like, scratch. isn't aren't most kitchens scratch? Scratch. What a word. Okay. Sushi, one, two, three, five. Love. Five stars. Love this podcast. It always makes me laugh. I started listening when they had Cody on, excuse me, of uh, Peloton fame. It's Soul Peloton. Yeah. <gasps> How dare you? You know what I'm going to say, Rana? Accuse him of being a soul cycle instructor. I did it on purpose because I have yet to receive one, You're- much less two free Peloton machines. <laughs> We'll have so, to bring it up with Cody Riggs, babe, see yeah. what's going on. He said he was going to use his employee discount to get you the treadmill and the bike. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I don't take less than 90% discount. No. They are hysterical. And growing up in Linfield. Sure. Is right that in Massachusetts? The, right around the corner. Now living in New Jersey, it brought me back. They're a great team. And the advice they give has me rolling. It has made walking my dongs every day. My dong. What did I dongs. say? She walks her dongs. That's crazy. It is me is walking my thing? dongs. Yeah. <laughs> Rana, everyone needs to see the light of day sometimes. <laughs> it has made walking my dogs every day somewhat more bearable. Your dongs or your doms? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think the dom would do the walking. Yeah. Or the or dom would... lives in the basement, so the dom probably needs a walk too. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Everyone deserves sun. Um, fabulous. Yeah. Well, what can I say? I am just getting so excited about the show. I'm going to have to drink, I don't know, five extra cups of Ask Rana coffee before the performance to make oh, sure that I'm me on. Me too, for point. sure. I think I'll do probably a shades of vanilla martini for myself. I'm going to tell you, Rana, I think I got a little too tipsy the last time we did an Instagram live. So I'm going to have one drink on the table for well, myself. That was our drinking show, though. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, okay. the point of the show was that we had. Five cocktails. We cocktails. made cocktails live on We Did I Instagram Live. But That's the Negrana right. is probably the official drink of uh, the, the carriage, carriage house. house. That's true. For this event. And we're also going to put up a sign- another signature cocktail recipe. So people should check Instagram for that. So that way people will put it up probably tomorrow, Wednesday. 
so people can get their ingredients. They'll have them for the weekend and they can have the signature cocktails in the oh, carriage fabulous. house with us. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be so fun for real. I know. We're going to have a great time. We have a surprise entertainment for them. We, we have do. Like so you're on a much cruise. fun we stuff. Have cruise, we have cruise entertainment. We, we do. We do have cruise entertainment. I know. Broadway cruise director, who's who, who, what we've got. Um, but today we have a fabulous guest. Uh, she is so funny. Like someone else I know. She's an actor. She's yeah. a model. She's yep. a comedian, just like you. You're right. Although, Ron, in my order is model, actor, comedian. Oh, I apologize. I make, I make most of my money on, you know, yachts in Miami doing yeah. photo shoots. Sure, dripping. With just Ivana. Dripping yeah. over the over the railing and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wearing exactly. a little Versace bikini bottoms. That's sort yes, of thing. with a with a stunning masculine sarong. Did you yeah. watch that Andrew Cannon thing when they had it, the Versace one? I you know, I didn't watch the whole series, no. Yeah. I, I watched the first few. I wondered if it was any good. You know what I forgot to tell you? The podcast I keep telling you to listen to, and I put this on the Instagram been, last I week. I only have one left. I only or I don't know, is it still going? I only I'm like toward the end of what's available. So you've been listening. Yeah, I just started listening after we recorded the, you know, the other day. And are you enjoying it? Loving it. Well, when you're done. And you're right. It's so digestible. Like, I mean, it's, and it's it quick, flies 20 by. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're done, they have a front line. I'm not a monster is the name of it in case people are wondering. Yeah. Yes. There's a front line. Okay. Called Return from ISIS, which is, you, and what you realize is they took the audio that he used to make his front line and they made the pie, you know, they sort of did them at the same time as a companion piece, but you can see everybody, all the characters, and you can see them in motion on the front line. I watched the front line last night. Some of it is so shocking. I mean, a lot of it, but some of it is really, really intense, but it's really well done. Those sisters. How about those sisters? What is it? Lori and- Lori and Sam. Sam, right, of course. And yeah. Musa, and Musa, of course, and the son who had to when they talk when they go through <sighs> those videos of that son, it truly killed me. Yeah, well, you get to see them and everything on the on the front wow. line. Wow. Yeah. So when you're done with the podcast, watch the front line. Okay, I will. Okay. Uh, should we bring on our fabulous guest, Sydney Washington, headed your way? Rana. Brian. Hubba hubba. It's Valentine's Day. It certainly is. It certainly is. Can I tell you something about my sex? Oh, you mean- Not my sex life, Rana. Okay. Oh, you mean the male of the sex, of the species? Yeah. Yeah, please do. I think, and this is not a Rita Rudner, but I think men are always much harder to shop for. I include myself in that category. No question. It's just sort of like, I don't know what the hell to get you. So let me tell you (laughs) what your man really wants, okay? Please, please do. He wants a man crate. Have you heard of this, Rana? I actually have. These are these fabulous gift boxes that are just focused for men. Is that right? They're just focused for men. And the packaging, Rana, I have to say, because I got one. I got the whiskey aficionado one. Do you say aficionado or aficionado? I say aficionado. Do you say accessories or accessories? I definitely don't say accessories. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not a a cast member on the Jersey Shore, but thank you. Yeah. Everything comes packed in this box that they sent a tool with you because you basically, it's It's like a smash cake. It's called a crowbar. 
a crowbar. You smash this thing's <laughs> this thing open, and it's like a it's like a challenge, and it's really fun to watch someone open it. It's also really fun to open it. You have I to know open the crate. You have to open the crate, and they give you a crowbar. Yeah. Now. There are hundreds of unique gift options that guys love, all available at mancrates.com, like the flagship best-selling whiskey appreciation crate, which is the one I got. And what was in there? There's a handmade whiskey decanter, rock glasses, gorgeous, ice sphere molds, slate coasters, and premium snacks. Fabulous. Yeah, no, they have some gorgeous things. I went on their website. It's gorgeous. You could get the exotic meats grand bouquet, including boar, buffalo, elk, and venison jerky, and assorted salamis. For the jerky a, lover in your life. For the jerky lover. And that yeah, comes in a personalized pills glass. Just don't sit next to them on glass. the sofa because they might pass a little gas after eating all That's that true. jerky. That's yeah. true. Yeah, meat gas. He'll love the personalized <laughs> pizza grilling crate with a pizza peel oh. dough, seasoning, roller, cutter, and four pizza stones. Fabulous. Also, personalization makes it special. The man crates come emblazoned with his name for free. This is I now have a decanter that says Brian. Do you really? Of course, Rana. Honestly, that's fabulous. I know. But you know what's more fabulous? What? What are we giving people? We're giving people 15% off. Tell them all about it, Brian. 15% 15% off. Right now, get 15% off orders over $99 only at mancrates.com slash Brian. That's B-R-Y-A-N. 15% off at mancrates.com slash Brian. Mancrates.com slash Brian. Also, Rana, you could get me the jerky heart, which is a heart-shaped box filled with jerky and 10 different flavors. Like Honestly, honey, bourbon, and whiskey maple. Yeah, That's pretty cute, I have to say. So but cute. men are so hard to buy for, and it's always such a challenge on Valentine's Day. If you don't know exactly what your partner likes, yes. it can be such a conundrum. And this is a great way to give them something they already love and give them the gift box experience. And you can keep the box. So there you go. Mancrates.com slash Brian. Attention Carriage House members, run a year to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. So wait a minute, Brian. I, we've, got, we've got Sid can cook with here to, us here today. Excuse she, me. I just want to say, not only is Sydney Washington absolutely hilarious. You yeah. should go to her Instagram. You should listen to her podcast. You should absolutely watch the Sid can cook videos. She's got the best lighting in the game, period. We have Period. never had anybody bathed in devilish pink light like this before. That's what but I'll all say. I have to say is, Rana, she was here two seconds before she kicked up some dirt that you are not interested in. Well, you're exactly right. We <laughs> said to Sid, because we're in Marblehead, so we got the big snow dump. And Brian uh, Brian asked Sid, hi, Sid. How, now I'm calling you Sid. Sid I know. Call me Sid. <laughs> Sydney's in New York. Now yes. I'm calling Sydney Sid. Right. <laughs> Brian said, Sydney, did you get snow? And what did you say, Sydney? I said, 
Yes, we did. He said, did you get hammered? And I yeah. said, yes. And I'm sober, so I don't like being hammered. Right. But unfortunately, I don't even have shoes to go outside right now. I don't have proper right. shoes for snow. The deep shoes. To like which snow I shoes. said, how long have you lived in New York? What do you mean you don't have shoes? <laughs> you don't have a pair of boots? I. Oh, wait. Hold on. I lost a couple of boots in a, in a breakup. What does oh, that mean? What does that I, mean? Shoot. What does that mean? Were you the same size shoe? You know, the good thing about lesbians is we we make sure that we're around the same size so that we can share. (laughs) I do have to say that is a perk (laughs) about being a homosexual Mm -hmm. is your closet can double if you're into the same sort of stuff. So you're telling me your girlfriend had the same size shoe. Yes. And she took all your snow boots. You know what? I didn't take them. So she took them. I didn't, I was like, what am I going to do with these? These are not even cute. And she, she has them. She's in Detroit right now. And she's like, see, if you would have just took those shoes, you would have yeah. had them. That's called being a practical lesbian. Practical. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, something in my heart knew that there was a pandemic coming. Yeah. So I don't even need shoes. Do you, you hear me? You know what? Me? You're right. And by the way, I will say in Sydney's defense, <laughs> I lived in New York probably not as long as, as you have, but like, I think I was there six, seven years. Mm-hmm. I never owned a pair of snow boots. Well, that's ridiculous on both yeah. fronts because there's nothing worse. Two wrongs don't make a right wrong. <laughs> is there anything worse? All you have to do is have this happen one time when you step off the sidewalk and the puddle is so much deeper than you thought it was going to be. And you are walking around Manhattan with a wet foot for the rest of the day. And that can happen in the rain or it can happen in the snow. And it turns your whole day around. In the wrong sure. direction, excuse me. But they have, I mean, look, is a snow boot cute? Now they have, that's the pandemic look. Everybody's wearing snow suits so they can go <laughs> sit outside and eat. Have you seen this, Sid? No. People Wait, in New they... York are buying snow suits so they can go sit outside and have dinner. Oh, they're buying like full blown. Full snow suits so they can go sit outside and have dinner under a heat lamp at a cafe. Are you, getting, are you getting snow Outfits, the um, the snow outfits confused with hazmat suit? No, that, I'm not. Good question. There's, there's a difference, okay. There's a fine line. I'm there's talking about full snow suits that you would wear if you were a child and going skiing or snowboarding <laughs> or something. With the mittens with no fingers? People, one pieces. I'm not yeah. kidding. Well, so anyway, we hope, we're hoping Sid gets a pair of boots so she can go out to the <laughs> bodega and get whatever she needs. Go get Sydney, a, a are bagel. you just truly, because you're like a stand-up. Uh-huh. Is this been a, I mean, it's been a nightmare for everybody, but is that why you started doing Sitkin Cook, which by the way is so entertaining and star studded, I hate to tell you, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. were you just craving an audience, essentially a live audience now? Uh, yeah, there's, there's literally no reason to try and actually go out there and do stand up right now because it just, it doesn't hit the same. Like yeah. people are in mass, everything is social distance, yeah. you're outside. Like it's not the same vibes as a comedy club. And we, we love a low ceiling. So the, so the <laughs>, laughs spread out and it's, it's more powerful. Yeah. So did you do yeah. a few of those rooftop shows over the summer? I did. I, yeah. I, and unfortunately, I felt like jumping off the roof after yeah. the set. I said, <laughs> I did yeah. wonder about that. I said, I can't do this. This is not for me. This is not my brand. Yeah. I'm not here for it. I got to stay in the house. So, um, yeah, I started I started the show because I was like, oh, I, I need to still do content or whatever. And I was never a like front facing camera 
like going live type of person. I, I'm very much like, let's be in person and do this because I don't need you to catch it on tape. Any of the mistakes. I don't need you to see that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. But you're enjoying it. The people are enjoying it. The people see it yeah. and the they love it. The people are enjoying <laughs> it. That's true. I, read, I went through a bunch of the comments. They love it. The yeah. people are enjoying it. You're doing it. Yes, I'm doing it because cooking <laughs> is not easy. Like no. they show they show you on these sh- these shows. Highly edited, yeah. Yeah, very edited. They're like they've been cooking for, you know, hours and then they cut it to 30 minutes and you're like, oh, I could do that. And I will also say that recipes are bald-faced liars because they also say 40 to 45 minutes. Impossible. Lies. Well, it lies. that is an interesting thing about that's when you know you have a good cookbook. When people talk about what's the difference between, you know, this cookbook or that cookbook writer or whatever, when you get into the bare bones of making a recipe, you start to realize that there are recipes that work and recipes that don't work. And somebody told you, this is how this recipe goes. But then you get in there and when you have a really good cookbook writer, they say, now keep your eye on the oven because depending on how hot your oven is, could be 40 minutes, could be 45. I'd check it at 42 or whatever, something that you know that somebody has been through the motions because otherwise things just, you spend all the time and the recipe doesn't turn out and it's, there's no worse feeling. Yeah, but if you, t- if you talk to a good, good mom, like a mom that, or auntie or grandmother, they yeah. don't know the measurements. They no. don't they have ever. a recipe. Like the, the best food I've tasted is somebody who's like, boop, they're, they're pouring, they're sprinkling, they're looking, yeah. they're not looking, they're doing their thing, they're singing, they're listening to music. They're not thinking about like the proper measurements of anything. But that's because they've done it enough times to yes. know but they what do, they're But they're after. also, you know yeah. what? I'm and the gonna, artists. I'm going to take the greatest generation down a peg oh, by boy. saying this. I'm oh, obsessed boy. with my grandmother. She's Syrian, so it's always just Middle Eastern food. I have tried to write down recipes and I'm like, how much of this? And she goes, you know, just how, however much. That's what she says. Yeah. As if I'm just supposed to, abs- or like, you know, just some of this. And so then I just end up writing down like yeah. some of meat, some of, the other Whatever. thing they do is they'll give you a recipe and leave out an ingredient and then mm-hmm. they'll ask you how it was because they want theirs to be better. So it was good. Was it, oh, but wasn't great. It was good. Well, you'll come back to my house. I'll make it for you. They right. leave out an ingredient. The other thing I Smart. tell people is cook it till it's delicious. When people say, how long should I cook it when it's delicious? You can serve it when it's delicious. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's so helpful. I mean, you're I hope delicious. You take these tips and run. <laughs> Well, I was going to say that your delicious is different from my delicious. No, because, it isn't. Because, no, yes. I, <laughs> no. I love Top Ramen. Now, that might not be your taste, okay? That's everybody's delicious. No, it's not. That is some people's rock bottom. Who doesn't like bottom. Top Ramen? That's some people's rock bottom, honey. Well, no, you no, put no, rock no. bottom in life, but it's still good. <laughs> Do you eat it like an a chips? An egg McMuffin is still an egg McMuffin. <laughs> Even if you, you, eat, you know, king of England. Do you eat it like chips or do you put it in hot water? Eating what? I, I eat it like chips. No. I, like, I take the cube and I unwrap it and I eat it like a like a granola bar. Are you Ryan, getting? No, I, you have to get off the call. The call is done. It's a wrap. Tell what? us you're making that up. I'm not making it up. It's quicker. No, and quicker. What are you talking about? Does it turn? Doesn't turn to a noodle? It. I know, but it, it's like a nice crunch. I'm no, just telling this you. This is just, a routine. You're doing a, a routine. It is a it's bit. A, it's a bit. It's absolutely not a bit. That's how I eat it. <laughs> I will not. I don't eat it all the time, but when I do, I like it raw or uncooked. <sighs> all right. Well, anyway, this is sorry. Not that's not what this show is well, about. I know. What you've just proven is that no one should take any of your advice. 
How the rest of the dare show. you, Rana? How dare yeah, you? That's what we just learned. If you want an alternate perspective, go to Brian. That's what we've learned here. <laughs> okay. Shall just we get because to I'm our in first question? Yes. Sydney, dear, what we do, people send us questions. They're desperate. They have nowhere to go. They have no boots. They can't go out into the snow. So, so they sit at their computers. They send us questions. We answer them. We think we give terrific advice. Do we? We can't really say. So the only thing you need to do here is speak from the heart, dear. Whatever you have to say is perfectly valid. And whatever these people do with that advice is entirely up to them. Okay? I'm here for it. Hello, Rana and Brian and wonderful guest. Sydney. In this case, a BFF said, I so enjoyed the podcast and want to thank you for the smiles and laughs you've given me over these last 12 years of COVID isolation. Even when the letters you're responding to are about very specific circumstances, there are very helpful insights in the way you walk through your advice that I've found to help me in my own life. Okay, talk through your advice. I apologize. My question uh, is maybe a bit banal, but I would certainly appreciate your thoughts. I am a 40-year-old single woman, no kids. I have a good job that involves working for a state agency in government relations. I am a public employee, not political staff or a lobbyist, but my job revolves around the Capitol and everything is political at the Capitol. Even the most technical bill an agency introduces gets thrown into the Capitol machine. I've got this job because I had prior experience as a legislative committee staffer and have now been there for seven years. My boss is great. I like the people I work with directly and I make a comfortable living. Because half of the year during the legislative season is so intense and busy, I'm able to spend a lot of time with my parents and family who I am very close with and friends the other half of the year. My conundrum. I have an opportunity to take a position with a federal three-letter agency. Three-letter? Oh, three-letter. CIA, ATF, something like that. WWE. Yes, exactly. Uh, It is a very cool opportunity that few people get. I've wanted to do this type of work for a long time. The downside is that I could be assigned anywhere in the country. It would have to take a fairly significant salary reduction. Okay. There are so many things to consider. My thinking tends to just run in circles. It seems crazy to take a pay cut, but I do have a healthy start on a retirement account. Thanks in large part to some money my aunt left me. My work environment is great right now, but if the 2022 election flips the governor's office, all of the senior management in my agency would change, and I don't know what their priorities might be. I like where I live and am very tight with my family, so moving across the country would be hard. But this is a very cool, I'm sorry I said very cool twice, but alas, opportunity. 40 seems pretty old to be switching career lanes, but I hate politics, politics and would never want my boss's job. The only next step up where I'd be directly involved in the politics uh, is where I'd be directly involved in the politics of it all. Is there an angle on this that I'm not thinking of? How do I appropriately weigh all of these factors? Do I count the literal weight of my mom's tears if I had to move 1,000 miles away? If COVID-21 is waiting for us around the corner, is this the time to be doing every cool thing that we safely can? I like my life, but there's nothing very different between where I'm at now than where I was seven years ago. Would a big change like this be energizing or foolhardy? Thank you for your objective insights, B. 
Sydney, what do you think? Should this person stay in the job and the town they're in? They're close to family, they're close, close to friends, or should they take a pay cut and a risk at something exciting and move across the country? What do you think? I think last year showed us that being comfortable is not always the move, right? Like the only reason why a lot of people have changed, uh, like maybe personally about who they are as a person is because they had to get uncomfortable. So I think, yeah, it's scary, you know, like one, a pay cut right now, but being in a, in a world or a life that it's like mundane and it's safe and you're 40 and you're single and, and you don't have any kids. It's like, why not take the risk? Like, what do you have to lose your life? Well, I mean, we've been losing lives left and right. Like, it's just do at least lose your life doing something that you you might love. you And you won't know if you love it until you do it. I think you want to do it, and I think you should just do it. Yeah. I think for me, I agree. It's a, it's a no-brainer. I, I feel like you have to do this. Um, and I, because I don't think you're going to feel settled later if you don't. And I think you're family, but there's no better excuse of staying somewhere than, you know, family and friends and things like that. But like Sydney said, if not now, when, I mean, now's the time to like, I just mean in your life to like, if this opportunity presented itself, it might be a pay cut, but maybe where you're going isn't, is a lower cost of living. Who knows? Yeah. I was thinking but that same thing. Yeah. I, I would absolutely, absolutely do it. And whether the, you know, the sadness of your family who will also, by the way, be happy for you. And if you hate it, you can move back to D.C. D.C.'s not going anywhere. You already know that whole game. It sounds like this is a professional challenge that actually is really exciting to you. And I think at this stage in life, most pe- at 40, most people don't get that opportunity. Most people are exactly where you are, which is they've hit a comfortable level and then they're hoping to get their boss's job someday or what, you know, you already know you don't want your boss's job. So you can either stay where you are and be a sort of middle management person doing the same thing over and over. If that's what you enjoy doing, that's fine. A lot of people, their life outside of work is more important to them than their life at work and that they're happy with that. But you seem to be itchy for whatever this, it would have been great if this job had come around five years ago when you were a little younger and you weren't worried about your parents getting older and that sort of thing. But how old are your parents really? I mean, if nobody's sick and you don't have to be around to take care of them or whatever it is, take advantage of this time to try something new and spread your wings a little. This could lead you on a career path for the next 20 years. Or you hate it, you come back to D.C. and I don't know what your ambitions are for a family or not a family or whatever. But if that's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next probably five years or so. So this is your moment. Sydney, have you ever dated a government official? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, you never dated a postwoman? No, 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 no. I, I, I haven't dated anybody with like a, a real job in a long yeah, time. Sure, sure. In a sure, long sure. time. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm joking. Okay, my ex-girlfriend... She was a producer for post editing for movies and films and stuff, but it just, it still felt very close to what I'm kind of doing. But yeah, 
I mean, to deal with somebody, government official, jo- no, we, we, what are we going to talk about? I know. Also, Nine- they can't talk to you some of the time, right? Yeah. Isn't that another thing? If it's the CIA, they can't tell you anything. What about uh, you, Rana? Ever had a love affair with uh, James Comey? With a, uh, with a or type? no, just David Axelrod. I suppose she, he was oh, a government love, official. She's a huge crush on David. Okay. Yeah. D- what about yeah. that Democratic pollster who and lives then the in Martha's pollster. Vineyard? Of course, yeah. then there was the pollster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you consider that a government official, but you know, all right, more of an appointee. Sounds very sexy. Uh, go for it, dear. All right, here we go. Yeah. yeah, and also you can add the other thing is what an endurance test this last year has been. However uncomfortable you are going to be in this new setup, you can handle it. Everybody can handle everything now. That's what they're learning from the last 12 months or so, or six years or 12 years, however long you said this was. Okay, dear. Sorry. Dear Rana, Brian, an amazing guest, Sydney. Ever since I heard Rana on Throwing Shade, Now Attitudes, all I could think was I needed this amazing woman giving me advice on every aspect of my life. Oy. This podcast has this podcast. This podcast has been a real treat, and I have enjoyed every episode over the last year. My wife and I have been happily married for six years and together for just over 10. She's an EMT and I distribute medical supplies, so COVID has been at the forefront of our lives for the last year. Over the last several months, my apolitical wife has taken a new liking to politics and all things COVID. At first, her constant MSNBC watching was kind of exciting as I felt like we could finally have intellectual political conversations at home as before she was seemingly uninterested. By the way, thank God it's MSNBC. There are worse things to get addicted to. Fast forward to today and it seems like all my wife wants to talk about is COVID or the current political climate. Granted, things are much better now with the Biden presidency, but it is taxing nonetheless. How do I tell my wife I do not have the energy to discuss COVID with her any longer? We are both women, if that changes your advice in any way. Also, Brian, I have overused the dramatic storm out. So if your suggestion is for me to simply leave the room every time she brings up COVID, I feel I've overplayed that card already. Thank you for all of your amazing advice and for all the ways you've elevated my life over the last year. Kellen. Spelled like the Irish way, maybe. With a C, Kellen with a C. Oh, well, maybe it's selling. Sydney, are you in what? a relationship right now? And tell me if I'm getting too personal. I No, I am. It, nothing's off limits here. Uh, oh, fabulous. Yeah, so I've, I've been in a relationship. It, it's actually happened during uh, the pandemic. How did you meet? Instagram. So you, she, you, one of you was following the other or something? Or, or what happened? You know, we had a mutual friend and, sure. you know, I might have liked a comment and then she slid in my DMs and then, you know, it was just like love at first text, I guess. Well, by the way, meeting through a mutual friend is like only the best case scenario. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, but my mutual friend was like, I think she's been a matchmaker before. And she's like, I don't want no parts. Like, because okay. if, if something happens, then I'm in the middle of it. And then right. I don't want to have to pick. So she didn't really want to be involved. But she was like, you know what? They're actually awesome. And they would probably be amazing together. So let me just nudge it a little bit. So Do it's you- going well. How long has it been going for here? Six months. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's fabulous. And she's mm-hmm. in New York, too. No, long distance. Oh. Oh, yes. even better. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure you would like to well, see her more, hard, but that's yeah. also kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, does she, do you <laughs> Brian all talk? Brian loves a relationship that's not <laughs> too close to home. <laughs> Seeing someone four times a year sounds great. Yeah. It actually, how could it not work, you know? Yeah. As long as I have an Easter date, I'm good. 
to the egg roll. Exactly. <laughs> Sydney, do you do, do do you all talk politics? Is it in the fabric of your relationship? What what or is there anything that either of you talk about that drives the other one crazy or maybe not yet? No, we we talk about everything and anything yeah. and even the hard topics where we're, we try our best to get involved. But yeah, it's just, you know, if you had a long day already dealing with whatever life is giving you and then you have to come home or be home with someone who that's all they want to talk about, the stuff that's yeah. like low key is a drag and bringing us all down. I mean, no, you're like this. You're supposed to be the person that makes things a little bit more easier or I should be excited to talk to you. At least, especially you know? when they work in the field. Like, yeah. I mean, they're they're on the front lines of COVID. So who wants to take that home and talk about it all night? And it well, she's the EMT, the one who's talking about it all oh, the time. You're right. Mm-hmm. right. And then the other yeah. one, the one who wrote to us is the medical distributor. Correct. This is no different than when people become obsessed with politics and they go down a wormhole and mm-hmm. it is the only thing that they consume and that they for whatever reason, they are addicted to that kind of anxiety. And by the way, they and, always act like they just discovered it. Like, yeah. like that they just came up with like, oh my God, did you know that this was going on? It's like, yeah. It's like when someone gets obsessed with something <laughs> yeah. really, really fast, if they want to take a surfing lesson and all of a sudden they bought like a $10,000 surfboard. Do you know what I mean? They just mm-hmm. like dive yeah. straight into the professional level. It's kind of well, crazy making. Yeah, it's a little annoying that this person wasn't really engaged in the world before and now they <laughs> and now they've decided to be. Can't and get that's enough. and that's fine, but it's also indicative of this same pandemic anxiety, which is that they can't control what's happening. And and understandably, this person works as an EMT, so they're they're surrounded by the possibility of being in contact with people that are COVID positive or could transfer it or what, you know, whatever, or, uh, you know, uh, what's the contagious, et cetera, et cetera. But it is ruining your home life. So, I mean, I'm wondering if you've had the conversation where you just say it's too much. It's too much. It's affecting me. Yeah. It is exactly as Sydney was saying, just this negative cloud. I mean, what, what were you, you going to say, Sydney? Oh, sorry. Uh, my ex-girlfriend, um, because I was like highly involved with comedy and that's all I did. I did shows every night. I, sure. All my friends were comedians. And she had to tell me, she was like, hey, yeah, like I don't love comedy as much as you and I don't want to watch comedy shows. I don't want to watch stand-up all the time. I don't want to yeah. hear about it. Like you have friends for that and right. like you should talk to them about that. and then. You know, if you could sprinkle it in our convo, fine. But like, yeah, I don't, I'm paying all the rent and I have to hear you talk about comedy. Yeah, that's I'm not going to work. I'm getting a show I didn't pay for or want. Yeah. And how, and how did you feel hearing that? I said, yeah, no, I'm, I sometimes I feel like I sound like a broken record because I'm always talking about why doesn't the industry see me like, oh, my God, can you believe what that television that television show got greenlit in his trash? Like my my girlfriend does not care. She like works in film kind of as well. And she's like, I, I want to talk about anything else except this, you know? Right. Yeah. I think you just have to say something. Yeah. I do have another idea, but it, oh boy, but Does it's it timely. Wig, it's time. Well, yeah, you could, you could do like a, 
sort of like the burlesque wig that Cher does that we often mentioned. Yeah. And you could stand outside the place and you could just do like a heart in the foggy window or whatever. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. just say something like, I'm, I love, I hate COVID too. You know what I mean? Or you, you could send yourself, we've done this before, a dozen roses or a box of chocolates. Yeah. And just from someone mysterious and just say, dear Kellen, I hate COVID, I hate COVID too. And I hate talking about it. Love mystery. No. And then you go to your partner and you say, who's this from? And then they say, who, I don't know. Did someone send you flowers? And you say, yeah, it's someone who hates talking about COVID. They really know me. Huh, I'll figure out who this was. It's not my no. best idea, but it's a good one. That's how you that's how you start a fight and you you're going to be sleeping on the couch. You're going to be in the doghouse. I think you yeah. just have to say something. It's too much. I can't do this. It's constant. Or buy I, a pack of cigarettes and say every time you bring up COVID, I'm smoking in the house. Yeah, I'm trying to take a year off my life every time you bring up COVID. I'm going to do it my the job myself. Exactly. We are eating, sleeping, and breathing this. Yeah. I need a break. I am as interested as you are in what the, if the numbers are going up or going down. We can't control this, okay? We can do our part, but we can't control the greater pandemic. And, I have and to we say, are there's, doing our part. There's nothing good for anyone health-wise about leaving the news on all day or watching it all night. There's no, you never get relaxed doing that. You never wind down doing that. It's only all panic inducing. All it does is rev you up. That's exactly right. And especially right. cable news is designed to rev you up. Like it's designed yeah. to really take you to a, a peak and make you freak out and want more. I so. feel that I am losing you to this and we are losing the balance in our home. Mm-hmm. The news has yeah. never made me wet. I just, I'm like, there, no, like right. it, it's, it's, <laughs> hel- it's like informed me, but I've never been damp. So but Wolf Blitzer isn't making you feel things no. and make you, your girlfriend want to, right, go to town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I, I would say the same say for something. me. You got to say something. Have you ever had a crush on a newscaster, either of you? I Sir- did have a crush on Jake Tapper for a minute, but it went away fast. Which minute? What was, the, what was the election? What was the hot yeah. story? Let's see. I think it was like post. I think it was during Me Too, actually. I think it was really? right around there when he was just talking a lot about it. And I just thought it was very sexy. What's How his name did- again? Jake Tapper. He's okay. listen, he's not like a heartthrob. He's I the just, big CNN guy. I bet you he's more attractive in person than he is on camera. Maybe. Though. I'm so scared of what Sydney's reaction is going to be. I could see that for you, you know, yeah. like I could see it's something, about, it's something about the, like the forehead. That's like, yes, there's something like stern and sexy in there. Correct. You know, he is and masculine. He, yeah. And he also has a little yeah. bit of like, I don't know if a it's a lisp, lisp or something, something that yeah. I think is so sexy. <laughs> yeah. He's a little <laughs> like bit of a too. weird speech impediment. Yes. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. What about you all? Anyone? Uh, I'm more of a foreign correspondent type. I okay, enjoyed Rana. Nick Peyton Walsh from uh, CNN International. Yeah, okay, well, you lost me there. He's a little bit there. of a phony, but he's very cute. Uh, right. And uh, and yeah, who else did I used to like? Does Rachel Maddow do it for you? That's an offensive question. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm. I didn't have a crush on her. I don't have a crush on her. But uh, Connie Chung, I met her when I was waitressing at a bar. She's and fabulous. She was, she was staying in the hotel. 
And she would come down like every night or whatever and have like like a little drink or like hang out at the bar just to just real quiet, nicest woman, just awesome, has so many stories, I just a light, just sweet, sweet, sweet. And, you know, she's a little older, but beautiful, stunning, just yeah. awesome person. So I have nothing but nice things to say. We were about just Connie. talking about Connie Chung. We had we were watching the um, Tanya Harding 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. That was on, you know, the ESPN 30 for 30 movies about Tanya Harding and, and uh, Nancy Kerrigan. And Connie Chung was one of the commentators that, she that was they great. interviewed. And she was terrific. She was so, so good. Wearing that oh, wait, black leather blazer. Out, you worked out like an A-list cocktail kind of, like you would run into people, right? Or oh, see yeah. People I mean, when you say run into them, you mean like right. with with wait, my tray and ask them what they the- want to drink? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a run in for sure. Was it in New York or where? In New York, yeah. Uh-huh. In Manhattan. So yeah, you know, you, are you going to tell us where or you don't have oh, to? Oh, yeah. Oh, the place is getting shut down, honey. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I was working at... No, fortunately, I was working at the Rose Bar at the Gramercy Park Hotel. Oh, but yeah. But unfortunately, I heard it's getting... Oh, they're shutting it down? Yeah, sh- getting shut down. I think it's getting... The entire bought. hotel? Yeah, the whole hotel. Really? Wow. Yeah. A.B. Rosen was not paying the bills like that. Or something oh, like that. That's too bad because that's yeah. a beautiful hotel. It is. Pretty. I mean, yeah. iconic, legendary. Yeah. So many Gorgeous. things has happened. I love that corner. I love to have breakfast at Mylino. Right yes, there. Mylino. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, they would have delicious ricotta pancakes. I mm. love how the I love how the windows are just below street level. Yes. So you sort of you can see the park, but you sort of see people walk by. It feels mm-hmm. like sitting in an aquarium. I love it. Yeah, and you right. can people watch. People you watch your feet. No, you see the people, but you sort of, I can't explain it. Is it like it. a Lex commercial? It happens on Irving Place, too. It's just there's something very cozy about being slightly subterranean. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. but still getting all the light and all I of see what the, you're saying. Yeah. Right. What were the famous things that happened at the Gramercy Park Hotel? You were saying it's iconic. Yeah, I mean, uh, Harvey Weinstein got punched in the face by a DJ there. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, uh, Good. I can't remember who it was, but Mary-Kate. Or Ashley, remember when they were dating? What's the older guy? Well, the, all they do is date older guys. Sarkozy? But, no, not Sarkozy. No, no. Um, um, who was who bicycling? What's his name? Uh, yes, not Lance Armstrong. La- Lance Armstrong, yes. Oh, she was. She was yes. Oh, my One God. One of the Olsen twins dated Lance Armstrong? Yes, yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. I and yep. and they, caught, they caught them there at the bar. Cut, I remember, and I always remember seeing they, pictures. They met them there, or they mm-hmm. caught him cheating. The, no, not cheating, but they caught them like he, yeah. she was sitting on his lap, and yeah. then it was in uh, the New York Post. You know, our very sad single mother, Penelope Cookies, is uh, is mother. Penelope that sad Cookies. Doctor. Penelope right. Cookies. Of, this is our friend Penelope who sold Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. Penelope Cookies had her bat mitzvah at the Gramercy Park Hotel last year. Wow! And up oh. on the in the penthouse, and it was absolutely go? gorgeous. She spent good money. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I know that it was a small affair, but it was a gorgeous affair. Wow! Was say. this during the yeah. pandemic? No, this was right before. It was a year ago in October. This okay. was a few. Didn't she do yeah. her bat mitzvah the same time Rita Ora did her birthday party? And they did it together. <laughs> they t- that's well, how Reed, I remember well, Reed, yeah, Rita agreed to split to perform for free because she wanted the room right. at 830. She wanted the room back. That's right. All right. This is our last question. Dear Ron O'Brien and talented guest, isn't that? Uh, for sure. For t- yeah. Somebody had a little foresight when they wrote this. I have a question about magical thinking. 
Well, you've come to the right place. My boyfriend and I recently ended a two-year relationship. Synopsis. We met on the West Coast, had three incredible months together. Then he moved east for work. I always knew that he was moving. It wasn't a surprise. After nine months of long distance, I convinced my company to let me work remote pre-COVID. So it actually took some work. And I moved to the East Coast too. Together, we had many wonderful times and some terrible times. Eventually, the terrible overtook the wonderful and he broke up with me. I was devastated and so embarrassed. I truly hated facing every day. I'm in my mid-30s and have had long relationships and breakups before, but nothing has upset me like this. Yes, I got a therapist. My ex relocated for work two months after our breakup. We spent a little time together before he left, which was really enjoyable and to me reaffirmed that we really do like being around each other. Since his move, we talk, email, or text every day, which we didn't when we were initially broken up. I know much of this is because he doesn't have a friend group yet and the interactions will decrease as he constructs a life in his new city. That said, I've developed a long distance mindset where I subconsciously, now consciously, I guess, consider him my boyfriend. I have been so much happier and more positive. I am no longer disappointed by the prospect of facing the coming day. Is it okay to suspend reality if it keeps me from the depths of misery while I adjust to being single? What does it hurt to pretend with appreciation, K? She slash her. This is a question. Wow. I I feel for her. I feel yeah. for her because she's in the she's in the waiting room phase of a Ooh. breakup where they're both sitting, knowing damn well I want to go in this room and you want to go in that room. But while we're here, we might as well keep chatting and pretending like, oh yeah, we're like we have all these conversations to have. But like she should just. It, it doesn't do you it, anything. This whole COVID thing is a waiting room, really. If you're it doing is. something like this, it's such like, a why great, do we have to completely break up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I just think that it's easier to just go through the hurt and the oh, you know, that breakup and feel the pain and then move on, then prolong it because that's all you're doing. You're prolonging yeah. it and you're not giving yourself time to be by yourself and understand yourself and it's okay to be 30 and single and alone a little bit. And then you can know better things about yourself for the next relationship, you know? Yeah. I just think the crash is going to be so much harder mm-hmm. the longer you do this. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, I feel like, you know, I don't think you're crazy. I'll say that first. Like, I don't think this idea yeah. of like, Oh, I'm just going to, for myself and for my sanity, consider him my boyfriend since by all appearances, it's what it seems like. And also what it feels like. But I don't know that that's going to that's going to happen eventually. I also think it might be worth it for you to say. I want to be your girlfriend. So and just see if that's on the table. And if just say I want to be your girlfriend and that's how I'm thinking of this. Is that wrong? If you really want a reality check and, you know, I think you'll probably say, oh, that's not actually what I want. But I don't know. I, I think you're just climbing up a hill with the, just as a cliff at the edge of it. We, we, I think we, we fight the universe all the time. The universe happens, like things happen for a reason and the breakup happened. So maybe you have to listen and say, oh, it's okay for us to take time apart. You can't really have time apart if y'all talking all the time. So 
just because you're in a better place in quotation marks, that doesn't mean that you're not still in the same place. I think you have a mini opportunity here also, which is there's always the breakup, the breaker uppers and the breakup ease, you know, the people that do the breaking up and the people that get broken up with. That is just the way that life goes a lot of the time. It's very Mm -hmm. rare. I think that I broke up with this one and then he brought another one broke up with me. Usually you're either the person that gets broken up with or does the breaking up. I just want to clarify, when you say mini opportunity, do you mean like Minnie Mouse? I mean, M-I-N-N-I-E. That's what I thought. I just, I just wanted to be sure. She dresses, I mean. so she dresses like Minnie Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> to get I back. think you have a mini opportunity here that you didn't have before. This guy broke up with you and now you're back in the waiting room together. And you have the opportunity to do something that you didn't get to do, which is you could break up with him. And you would feel that you have, and I don't mean that in a vindictive way. It has to happen. (laughs) So you could take control of your circumstances, what I'm really saying. I'm not saying you get to hurt his feelings and you get to end it. I'm saying you get to take control of your own life right now. Instead of just taking what he'll give you, and and I don't think there's anything, look, having, you've had these couple of weeks or months or whatever it's been where you feel close to him and that intimacy feels important and has helped you get through and help you get through this pain. And people do that all the time. That's completely normal, but it doesn't last and it can't last. Mm-mm. So why not take this moment to say, I'm going to make a healthy yet painful choice for myself. And I'm going to say to him, look. I don't want to be in the waiting room anymore. And you're starting a new life somewhere else. And I'm here. And the painful reality is that this isn't going to work. And I think we need either a break or we have to stop doing what we've been doing because I just need some space to process the loss, basically. Uh, You know, say that however you say that. But the only way it will work out between the two of you is if you do do that, to be honest, because it is and possible. I just want to make sure she's doing this over Zoom dressed as Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. No question. <laughs> I'm just trying to really beat a dead horse here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no question. There's a, there is a Minnie Mouse costume involved for sure. I do want to say Sydney really didn't have time for the Minnie Mouse of it all. No, I, I didn't. I did not. Um, but I, I saw, I love that you were committed to the bit. And I said, I, you know what? I doubled I said, down. Go off. Go off. Do what you do. This is your show. You don't have to impress me. <laughs> but I feel like I do. Uh-uh. Rana, I think that's great advice. I really do. I, I think, yeah, take control of it and just be like, you're a person that waits for people to do things to you. Do something to them for a chance. You know, do something. Never mind to them. It really isn't about him. Do something for yourself, which is decide the way you want your life to be. You got to burn the the security blanket because that's what we do. We get, yep. we want to have that, ah, well, I'm kind of like in limbo, which is a security bank blanket because it's like, well, I haven't, we haven't really picked, a, made a decision, like a solid decision. It's like, we're broken up, but you know, we still talk every day and we still have those, those oh. feelings. All I can think about is the conversation that's coming three yeah. months, six months, one mm-hmm. year, whenever it comes, where he tells you he met somebody else. Yes. I mean, you are wa- now I'm getting mad. You are yes. wasting your time with this. And you, you are, are wasting going, your time with this. I, I feel sick to my stomach thinking about that because mm-hmm. it is the most painful 
you say you feel, which I think think is silly, but you say I was devastated and so embarrassed Mm -hmm. because you moved across the country for somebody else and it didn't work out. You shouldn't. I understand why you were devastated. You shouldn't feel embarrassed. Embar- you took a chance. Yeah, don't feel embarrassed. It happens all the time. Took a chance. You're crazy yeah. about this guy. You never felt this way about anybody else. And you gave it a shot. But it just did not unfold the way that you were hoping not it to. Not to mention, you also said, I just want to say this again. You said you went through some wonderful times in New York and also some truly terrible times together. That's a big thing to say. Yeah. Um, it's, the bad must have been really bad to say truly terrible or however you put it. So maybe this isn't good for you. How anyway. come you didn't tell us the bad? I would have liked to hear about that I a little bit, you know? I kind of wanted to know, like, what was, what, what was the, yeah, exactly. What was the bad? But we didn't hear it. And. Do you think it was that he dressed like Minnie Mouse and she wanted to? <laughs> maybe he had an affair with Minnie Mouse. I was telling you, Minnie was very flirtatious when, very I, went flirtatious. To, when I went to Disneyland. Minnie was very flirtatious hitting on the man I was there with. And That's I how she is. did not appreciate it a bit. But Sydney, this is uh, the other thing is he's never, ever going to appreciate you or miss you unless you break up with him. Because what mm-hmm. you've done is you've fallen back into the long distance pattern that you started at and that what you've learned. The only thing you've really learned is you crazy about each other from a very safe distance. And when and you're I'm not in close proximity, it didn't work out. But he's absolutely, you know, what is it? Something about cake. Having his cake and eating it too. That one. Yeah. She is also. Well, she's not sort really of. having her cake. Yeah. She's eating it too, but she's, she's going not along having along. it. Yeah. yeah. She's got a cupcake. Maybe not she, the cake. She's cupcake. a cupcake smash cake. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The, I think the fact that she wrote this letter means that she's ready to do something and she needs the nudge. But why don't you be in control of what happens here for a change instead of waiting to get stomped on for the second time? In the space of a year during a pandemic. I think that's terrific advice. Yeah. Good luck. Really good luck. That sucks. Okay. Uh, all right, Sydney. At the end of every episode, we yeah. give a gift to one of the people who wrote in who we think deserves it, deserves something nice in their life. And there really is no criteria, just who you might want to give something nice to. And then Rana will tell us what they're getting. But here is a recap of who. We uh, who the options are. So there's magical thinking, who we just discussed about the re- ending the relationship that isn't a relationship that she's not maybe really in or isn't even a relationship. Uh, we also had the couple, the person experiencing COVID fatigue, and with uh, her wife. And then we also have the uh, career advice. So someone moving across the country potentially and getting a job. Who do you think deserves something to? Judge up their life a little bit. Career advice. The the uh, the first one with the okay. career change. I think I think it is really hard to you know be that age and not not know and not have that certainty. And I think with age, you think that you would know more, but that's not how it always works. So I, I think she deserves a little bit a little bit more of a gift than the other people. Unfortunately, I like that you just said with with. Age doesn't necessarily, I forget what you just even said, but it was so great that it doesn't mean that you are necessarily wiser about your life. You know what I mean? That I don't know. You're right. I think people have that thing where like they think, oh, I'm older. I should know how to make this decision or that Mm -hmm. decision. That really isn't true. Mm -mm. Um, That you never really have it figured out. Right. Exactly. That there's not an age where you have it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback on Sydney's. Well, this person is going to be getting uh, a limited edition, though I don't know how limited. Uh, Brian Safi space candle. And what oh. I mean by that is one of those Lalabo candles, the scent that, what is the one you love, Brian? The Laurier 62? What's yeah. the scent? We're going to send them a candle and they oh can God. burn this, this a candle to me. in their new space that they move to. And they will ah. be able to christen that new space and have a fresh start. And they will, whenever they light the candle, they'll remember that they made the right choice. Do you want to send it to me first to make sure it's the right one and then yeah, I'll send it to him? Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Do you want to send send one to me and Sydney and we'll yeah. determine whether or not it's the right one or not? Did Sydney get her coffee? We sent you coffee, dear. Did you get oh, yeah, the coffee? Oh, yeah, we sent you coffee. Did you get it? I did not get the coffee, but that's- it, Well, it's okay. snowing. It, yeah, it's well, snowing. Every, you know, everything is delayed. Everything is delayed. You'll be getting your coffee, your beautiful okay. Askrana coffee. You'll be getting a Carriage House and a Shades of Vanilla Blend, which is our signature coffee from the Carriage House. Do you drink coffee? Do you drink coffee? Unfortunately, I do not. I, I, uh, well, I'm then you sober. Won't be, what about your girlfriend? Does she drink coffee? She does. So I will oh, give Grace. that to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. You're sober and you don't drink coffee? Right. Unheard so it includes of. caffeine and stuff like that? No, no, no. I, oh. I, oh, I have my vices now. Don't do that. But sure, sure, sure. Um, I don't do, <laughs> I don't do coffee because I'm, I have addictive personality and, you know, can't You'll do. You'll drink too much coffee. Yes, yes. Yeah. I and I'm trying to get I'm trying to get off Red Bull. So, wait a Got minute. It. You drink Red Bull, but you don't drink coffee. Okay. I live in New York. I don't have snow boots. I'm trying to not drink coffee, but I drink Red Bull. Okay. Do what you do. What you do, and say Sydney, what you say. This just is get me. Get some boots. That's all I want. Okay. <laughs> Go take a walk in the park. Get some boots instead of having you put plastic bags in the bodega over your sneakers, which is You're the right. other move, people. Paul. Yeah. Um, this was an absolute pleasure. What we do now, Sydney, is we read our cliffhanger and people uh, can join us on Patreon for the answer to that. You do not have to stay, dear. You, if you have an appointment or that sushi's getting warm, you can go eat your sushi. Um, but if you want to hear it, you're welcome to. This is this was wonderful. Is there any way I can plug a few things? Is Please. that possible? Oh my God, yeah, that was the yeah. time. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I have a new podcast called Hobby Hunter on headgum and what's that's, that about it's about me talking to people about the new hobbies that they acquired during Fabulous. being in the house for a whole year Terrific. that's fun it's very fun yeah so you should definitely come listen to that but if then you, can. you have another podcast too don't you i surely do i'm queen of pods i have another pod called the underfit the unofficial expert and it's with marie Fawson. and we talk to people who think they're experts in things that you don't need to be an expert in What's an example of that? Yeah, like what? Oh, okay. So we had a, <laughs> <laughs> we had an expert on. Um, ooh, I'm trying to think about our, our last ones because everything is just so. I know oh, it all becomes was, a blur. She's a newlywed. She's a newlywed. So she was an expert in being a newlywed in a pandemic. Oh my and, god, I love that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> how to That's ke- super how, funny. How to keep the honeymoon phase the honeymoon? You know. So it's uh. Hobby Hunters is the is the one on Headgum, and say the title of the other one again. It's Hobby Hunter, no S, and Hobby then, Hunter, and then the unofficial expert. Fabulous. And what's your Instagram? And are you on Twitter? Oh yes, uh, Instagram is where you get all the goodies. That's where I'm flourishing and thriving. Uh, it's uh, just Sid B W J U S T S Y D B W, and then Twitter is my work in progress, and I just retweet everybody else's stuff. 
Uh, but it's ju- it's just Sid NYC. J U S C S Y D NYC. Terrific. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, this it was, was so wonderful. Such a pleasure. Yeah. Meeting you and getting to see that fabulous pink light and hearing your wonderful advice. So thank you. For thank being you. Here. Th- and thanks for having me. This was quite nice. Our okay. absolute pleasure. Hang in there, dear. This will all be over soon. Anyway, I'll, all right. I'll, I'll tell that to my boots. <laughs> yes. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, she was an absolute pleasure. Just a dream. And that funny pink room made me and... want to turn the carriage house pink. And well, you know, I'm going to have to have something up my sleeve for the for the live show. So we'll see. What? Well, I can't just be broadcasting this from this drab old carriage house. I mean, you know, we got to give it right, a little well, pizzazz. Okay, well, I'll just show me the plans and I'll approve them or I won't. Okay. <laughs> now you're the zoning committee for the carriage house? Maybe. Yeah. What's it to you, Ron? I'm going to get you a pink. I'm going to get you a red light, like a Amsterdam <gasps> prostitute. That's now you're going to make me sing. Yeah. Baby, it's yours, all yours. If you want it tonight, I'll give you the red light special all through the night. Come through my door, take off my clothes, and put on the red light. (laughs) I thought you were going to sing, Roxanne, you don't have to put put on on your red red light. light. Okay, dear. Oh, right. Okay, the cliffhanger. Yes. This is, a, by the way, Quite Rana, a cliffhanger. This is a really good one. Yeah. Okay. Dear Rana and Brian, headline, I just discovered that my therapist lives in my building. What <gasps> should I do? Oh. Horrible. Hor- that is actually, okay, we're not going to answer it here. We can't, but we also but, can't wait a oh second God. to answer this. Details. Talk I live about, in a, this might have been a dr- nightmare this person had and not something that really happened. Honestly, sounds about right. Yeah. Details. I live in a 16-unit, four-story apartment building in San Francisco. Wow. I started seeing a new therapist in November of 2019 and would travel about 15 minutes across town for weekly in-person appointments. It's been a great match, and I really value the role she plays in my life. As is to be expected, we never talk about her life. Mm. This dynamic is very important to me as I feel it is the mark of a professional and appropriate therapist-patient relationship. When COVID lockdown began, we switched our appointments by to be phone sessions and continued with our regular schedule. But then one day in April, everything changed for me. I returned from a run and saw a package in my lobby addressed to the name of my therapist. She does not have a generic name. I had never seen her name on packages before, but was also used to checking my mail at the end of the day after work. So who knows? I did some Googling and confirmed that her listed address is indeed my building. I didn't even know people still had listed addresses. Me neither. Yeah. Once I knew it, once I knew it became so obvious. One time an ambulance drove by during our session and I heard it live and over the phone. She might know my address from billing paperwork, but I'm not sure. The precious wall between us has been broken and it feels so strange to me, particularly because I don't know if she knows. I feel awkward and inhibited in our sessions. I have no idea what to do. I avoid my lobby at all costs and make my fiance do all the laundry. (laughs) You're making this up just so your fiance does the laundry. And make my fiance do all the laundry to avoid the shared basement laundry room. Help. Love the podcast. Thank you for your advice and laughter in this topsy-turvy time. XXM. The worst part to me is that the therapist lives in a building with laundry in the basement instead of having their own laundry. I'm with Should this you person. be taking advice from someone that has laundry in the basement? That's my the question. The only time I've 
the only time I've ever run into my therapist was at, at back in LA at the Hollywood Bowl, and I wanted, I truly wanted to just roll down that hill to the parking lot. Terrified. So, oh my Terrified. god, I hated it. I hated it. Okay, well, save that for Patreon. I'll save it. I want to hear the whole it. Hollywood Bowl story, including whether or not you were at uh, Sound of Music sing along, sing along Sound of Music, or whether of it was something. Was it really? It, but, well, that's I go to it every year, so it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for Patreon. So listen, I am so, I just, re- it just hit me how yeah. excited I am about our live show this weekend. Oh my God, askbonalive.com. We've been talking about it. We've been telling them about it. We've been plotting. We've been planning. We've been planning our outfits. We've been planning our background, the whole thing. But it just hit me how excited I am. Yeah. So we look forward to see people. They can still, you can get tickets up to the last minute, askbonalive.com. They can get the commemorative T-shirt, which is so true. fabulous. True, true. But it's going to be a great night. And I don't care whether you have a Valentine's Day or not. Valentine's is the next day. Excuse That's me. right. Yeah. So, so we can't wait. Show your love to us. We will see you there. Um, and we will, of course, see you in the carriage house next week after that. But I, I, just, I just was overcome with excitement. I had to say something. So there we are. There we are. Askronalive.com. All right, Hit yeah. I'll see you at the d- dress rehearsal. Don't forget to wear your leg warmers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I will. And I'm going to wear my white Oxford button down and my leg warmers. And have you been doing your Pepsi rolls? Yes, of course, with the Pepsi yeah. bottles under yeah, my feet. Your, yeah. yeah, for your feet and your calves. My calves will be in, my calves will look fantastic. <laughs> they always do. Thanks, Rana. Um, all right, dear. I adore you. Adore. Kiss, kiss. And I will see you at our live show this weekend. Oh, my God. I can't wait. See you there. the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s with new chapters added every week the excitement never ends download june's journey now on your android or ios device or play on pc through facebook games